0: Thank <laughs> you. You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman.
1: Wait, are you the host and I'm the co-host? Is that how it works?
0: I, I don't know. For a minute, I, I almost said I'm the co-host. It could s- be a weird way to introduce myself.
1: Well, not weirder than saying you're the host and I'm the co-host. That's a weird implication. Is
0: it? I've been saying it for 120 episodes and you just now have Fuck. a problem with it?
1: Fuck! We need to go back. Start over. All right, Batman. 1989 let's Uh, talk about it
0: (laughs) all right i'm the co-host and thank you ego over here is the host i mean we're both hosts what what do you want me to say my fellow
1: host yeah let's do that
0: okay how about my lesser host well it's not like i'm like my shittier host which is what i could (laughs) do but
1: just refer to me as and and I, i it's me pogues i'm hosting and of course here's my
0: better well, I, I mean i wouldn't say that why not well i mean i don't like the side of the people <laughs> oh, you piece of shit you oh you how about if i'm like um, i'm your host pogues and here's ben see that's yeah that feels better it's more does neutral. it that feels insulting but all right yeah sure <laughs> next episode guys get ready for a really awkward opening which i try to explain Look. that me and ben are equal in partnership
1: pose this means nothing uh, what what i what I, but, but what does mean something is I want to talk to you uh something here i want I want to make a an offering I want you to take my hand okay mm-hmm and I want you to come on this adventure with me
0: i prefer not until I know what what we're doing well the last that's time like, I took your hand and went on an adventure with you, cops were involved
1: well i'm just I'm just saying that because I know there's diehard fans out there. Who know that's a hilarious joke from the movie we're about to do. And I know that they're fucking just like pumping their fists in the air, you know? They're just like, he said it,
0: he said the line, it's in the trailer! You know what I mean? I feel like you're assuming that our small audience, smaller audience who listens to the Mm mini-episodes, somehow in that percentile of a percentile is the guy who's really into this movie... I
1: I think it's most of our audience. Yeah, I mean, oh. I think that's why we've been we've just been saved. We've been marinating in this film for a while. I think there's so many people who have just been like, uh, the comments, you know, the 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 DMs on my Instagram. It's like, oh my god, Ben, when are you gonna do the movie? It's like, I get it, I get it. I'll get me, you know, the host and my co-host, you know, Pogues, uh
0: to 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 do this film, and and finally, you know, the day has come. We're doing it. It has. So I guess co-host, we should tell the listeners what movie let's talking give, about let's, let's give him some hints right i mean this will be easy right okay so just,
1: just imagine a movie right that has edward james almost you know uh admiral adama mm-hmm. uh and and the what movie... do you think he was almost
0: uh
1: oh, oh god oh. Hmm.
0: i feel like i might have heard a grunt of disgust oh. on that joke
1: oh i'm bleeding oh god i'm bleeding Oh, yeah, that's a lot of blood. Oh, God.
0: So who else is in this?
1: Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. Okay. No, good. Okay, we can keep recording.
0: No, we can keep recording. Guys, I might be looking (sighs) for a new co-host soon.
1: Emphasis (sighs) on the co. Anyway, um, Edward James Olmos is in a film, you know, with Cameron Diaz, directed by uh, Mikhail Gondry. Mm -hmm. So,
0: is it the sequel to... Everyone's got that. The Spotless Mind? (laughs)
1: Yes Uh, It could be Who knows He's a weird guy He's a weird French guy Who only does Bjork music videos As far as I can recall And like a couple of films And somehow For some fucking reason This is one of them And I can't figure out why And it is Kind of Insane
0: Yeah I mean When Ben said This was the director I thought I think he's looking At the wrong movie again (laughs) He's really blown this Look It's very simple It's got Edward Furlong Also
1: known as also known as a John Connor, a young John Connor from the best Terminator movie. It's got
0: David Harbor. He Hellboy. played Terminator in Genesis. All right, just keep going. That joke's not worth it. <laughs> oh, God, this is more blood. <laughs> oh, God, I'm trying to kill you uh, guys.
1: He, Hellboy's in this one, the bad one. Uh uh, 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 fucking Christoph Waltz is in this. I mean, it's uh, and well, and then we'll finally get to the the, the character that will probably, you know cinch it up for everyone and let everyone finally like click in their radar will like lock on to this movie another of course is that tom wilkinson is in this movie um and no i'm you, kidding it's, if you don't seth get rogan's that no
0: in. oh i thought you were gonna say billy mayo He <laughs> reprises his role <laughs> yeah. as cop cop
1: no of course i'm referring to uh seth rogan's uh which i which i say possessively because he did in fact write and write on it and star in it um the green hornet
0: the Green yeah. now, Hornet. Now, I, I heard, I heard out there in our die audience, you know, that the same people who love the Green Hornet, somebody mm-hmm. out there was pushing their glasses up and saying, "Well, actually, the Green Hornet started as a radio serial." And I say, "Shut the fuck up, listener! It's our goddamn show. Me and my co-host Ben, and we'll pick the movie." There was a comic book series in the '40s. We're counting it.
1: Yeah, and you don't know if they based the movie directly on the radio series and not the comic book. That's what we do,
0: comic book adaptations. Exactly. We found out a horrifying fact about another movie that we might have to eventually do that I don't want to talk about, right? Yeah, because it'll upset me too much, and I might bleed too much. Yeah, I've, I've, I've almost killed my co-host, Ben.
1: I am on the precipice of death. I smell it. So I smell death coming, is what I'm saying.
0: What's that smell like? The shadow looms over me, Pokes. All right. Are these sorry? Are these all lines from the trailer? <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer. I don't. <laughs> no, no. At no point does Seth Rogen turn to
1: Jay out and say,
0: "Death looms over oh, me, Cato." It feels like a Christoph Waltz <laughs> voice line.
1: It does. It does feel like a Christoph Waltz uh, uh, thing. Um. The Green Hornet has been adapted a bunch of times. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's shown up in different mediums like comic books, as we mentioned. Um, it, it had a TV series, which starred Bruce Lee as Kato.
0: Mm-hmm. That's probably which I think what insane. most people. Yes, maybe not it's... most people. Uh, the younger generation probably sees that, you know, and re- remembers that because that's I think the most famous version of the Green Hornet. Yeah, and those versions even showed up
1: in like the Batman TV series. Like the one from the sixties.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, and that was a you know a pretty huge deal at the time. Uh, the The original serial, because I, I think actually in the original serials, I'm pretty sure Cato played by a white guy. I can't don't don't quote me on that, and I'm too lazy to look it up. But what? I feel like in the thirties Nin- they might not have been real nineteen thirties
1: oh, <laughs> racist specifically against Asians. No, that can't be right. That. That destroys the image I had of an honorable Hollywood.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they've been known to do things so well. (laughs) The the
1: pillar of of morals that we all turn to, 1930s Hollywood. Where everything
0: was clean and they weren't oh, drugged I was, up and I was wrong. It was played by an Asian man in the forties. Uh, yeah, I take it back, guys.
1: Oh, so it wasn't the thirties that was racist. It was you.
0: Well, I mean, technically, he's Korean. Well, he's Chinese. Well,
1: uh, oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> they knew they could get away with that in the thirties. Oh wait, and I'm also,
0: s- and, and also now, I'm sorry. He was Japanese originally. Then they made him Korean, and this actor's Chinese. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, also, apparently later they say he is Filipino. So I guess, I guess they just wanted a real grab bag of Asia in those early serials.
1: Um, this is insane to me, too, because I, I have these in my head reversed, but I, apparently I, it was corrected when I was reading the Wikipedia. Is that um, Inglorious Bastards, the Tarantino film, came out two years before this movie? What? Which surprises me, because, like, when. In Glorious Bastards came out. I remember Christoph Waltz being like a big shining star to that. Cause he was so good in it. Yeah. And I remember like after that, they cast him like fucking everything because he was so good, which is fine. Cause he's good. But like to, to show up as the villain in Green Hornet, it just feels like a really weird t- turn, turn for his career. Um, a movie that, and I had to quote this because listeners of the podcast will know that we're frequently, um, uh, taking shots at Roger Ebert who tends to give every single fucking movie that 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 comes across his desk three three out of five stars it's just his baseline it is like how video games reviewers never give like a score below 70 because they're afraid of a backlash they just it's just like that's that's the floor um ebert gave this movie one star and wrote quote an almost unendurable demonstration of a movie with nothing to be about end quote Unendurable is such a good term to use when describing a movie as if it, like, caused you physical exertion to just accomplish the act of watching it. <laughs> it is a, Damn, Roger. It Damn, is a, it Roger. Is an awkward <laughs> statement. Oh, fuck. It's, it's a really... It's not good. Uh, even Seth Rogen, in an interview with Mark Barron, called it, quote, a fucking nightmare <laughs> end quote i guess he means filming it but you, yeah you understand well, we'll um, know that for
0: sure maybe he looks tri- back on his script and disgust.
1: i can't i just can't figure out how michael gondry got talked into this i mean the man's the man's like credits are like the science of sleep and you know eternal sunshine and just like a bunch of um i guess be kind of rewind which folks and i were discussing earlier was you know not his best work uh but but other than that just lots of shorts and uh and
0: (laughs) and uh weird bjork music videos but here he is just doing this like yeah it seems like such a weird career path to be like i'm gonna make some artsy films and then uh i guess i'll do this radio comic show serial adaption of a superhero film written by seth rogan just seems like a real disconnect I, what's even weird about this is my brain firmly
1: puts this movie at like 2005 or something. It puts it
0: so far yeah. back
1: because because it feels so unevolved in terms of like comic book movies. Yet here it is coming out after Iron Man
0: 2. Yeah. What I was actually going to say when I was looking at the Wikipedia earlier, I was going to be like, oh my God, they made another one of these in 2011. And then I looked and was like, oh, that's this one. That's this one. The other one's I thought just a one French short like, film. I thought this one came out in like 2004. yeah it's it's deeply upsetting
1: (laughs) yeah no i i can't believe this because we've done a lot of you know um there's like a breaking point which usually i think is defined as like iron man where like people started to crack the formula of superhero movies into a way where like you could make them in even though they were relatively similar they, they would play really well every time um and that was definitely like Pre Iron Man, that was they were really confused, and they had to like re- rewrite stuff. I mean, arguably, maybe one of the earlier Spider Mans would be a better example of that, actually. But, mm-hmm. but, but this, th- either way, this movie comes firmly after that breakpoint. Like, this is yeah. well beyond the threshold when we should have known
0: better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this isn't like the first uh, Hulk movie, or like this is when right. things were starting to get better. I mean, that's just it, crazy. Two thousand eleven is it's that is the year, right? I mean, yes, it's so, it is. That's so late. You should have known better by now. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's crazy. That's deeply upsetting. That this is the same year Captain America the first Avenger came out. So oh, let God. that let think about that. Marvel had already established a cinematic universe and was doing the a Captain America movie, it was released the same year. That's crazy. This is also um, six years after Batman begins oh Jesus christ <laughs> i
1: thought we should have known better yeah um, i mean i
0: mean that's i think that was sort of the start of like actually trying i th-
1: yeah i think you might be right you know prior to prior to that there was occasional success stories like with we do I have a blade being actually really good and uh a couple of other spots in there where things were things were good but yeah there's like this era of like first tries that are really honored by some people we've learned like the original batmans and supermans Mm -hmm. um which are just bizarre and super old world and often terribly misogynistic um but but then there's sort of like a weird confused period from like the early 90s to like the late like or like the mid 2000s where they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing (laughs) Yeah,
0: where they yeah, where it was just like what whatever what can we buy because we think these will eventually make money because one of them did those Spider Man movies what, made money. What has done well in other movies? Let's
1: just like try some random shit. Um, well, I'm excited to I'm excited to see this. I, I, it it is definitely going to be the first and I believe the only time that we will be covering a Seth Rogen film on this podcast. I think.
0: I think <laughs> I I think maybe we shouldn't make that comment, but I'm pretty sure. This is the only Seth Rogen movie? That it was a comic movie? Just a quick check of his IMDb.
1: He is in pre-production and a lot of stuff. I don't know.
0: Um, I'm I'm sure sure he'll eventually be in a Marvel movie. You know, they just have to cast everybody because they're running out of actors. Well, well, I take it... Well,
1: he's a little close, though. He's a little close. I didn't know this. But apparently he's voicing Alan the Alien on the Invincible animated series. So...
0: That's that's probably as close as we're going to get. It's probably as
1: close as we're going to get, yeah, yeah. Unless they do an Invincible live-action film and they just paint him purple. Or blue. I forget what color he has. Now, was
0: Sausage Party based on a comic book? <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> that's the end of the
1: podcast. Um, uh, I'm slowly losing blood and consciousness. So, folks, uh, just let them know where they... Can...